today's a good day to be spooked. That it is. That it is. That Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Spooky Soup Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I am Tessa. And we are here to spook your pants off. <laughs> I hope you brought diapers. <laughs> or just... Because I didn't. <laughs> that guy wore the brown pants. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today I have some Reddit stories and one that was submitted to us on Reddit. No way. And it's pretty good. So oh, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad to hear that. Heck yeah. And you have our historical story for today? I do. Awesome. Yeah. Our local legend. It's another local? Yeah. Cool. You're like, <laughs> another? Another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, sweet. Well, before we dive in, uh, just to let everyone know, you guys can check out the podcast not only on Spotify, but a ton of other listening platforms like Apple Podcasts. And of course, even YouTube, if you are on YouTube and you like, you like doing that, I love like listening to stuff on YouTube. I do too. I just put it on in the background. Yeah. Same. If you like that, there you go. Yeah. And we will post some pictures from today's episode too. So Mm -hmm. make sure to check us out on Instagram. Exactly. And also on the YouTube video, if you're watching, we'll post the pictures throughout the episode on the video as well. I think you might want to see these. Ooh. Okay. Awesome. So I'll just go ahead and start us off. This first one is called That's Not My Mom by Reddit user Riley Winchester. Okay, so first off, the title's creepy, and their name has Winchester in it? Uh, Actually, it's Winchester, W-I-N-C-E-S-T-E-R. That's a lie. Let's just say it's Winchester. Okay. (laughs) Riley Winchester. One day... I was home alone. I was busy watching a movie called The Hobbit. Halfway through the movie, I had gotten up to get myself some snacks and a drink. Now, get this. We lived in a fairly big house. Three bedrooms, two bathrooms, a dining room, a living room, and a huge kitchen. I was on my way back to my room and I heard something. At first, I thought it was just the wind. I went back to my room and played the movie. When suddenly, my mom calls for me from her and my dad's bedroom. I got up, and halfway in the process of going towards my door, I froze. A sudden chill ran up my spine as I realized my mom isn't home. My parents went on a date, and that whatever is calling me doesn't mean me harm. I shut my door and locked it, slightly leaning against it. I listened for anything when there was a sudden loud knocking on my door. I jumped away as the thing started screaming my name in my mom's voice. Three hours later, I hear the car pull up outside, and the knocking stopped. Never before in my life have I felt so scared and cold. I never stayed alone at home ever again, afraid it might come back. Ugh, that's freaky. I was thinking of in Hereditary, when the mom is like, is it the mom? She's like banging her head against the door or something, and she's like, yeah. Let me. Yeah, <laughs> against the <laughs> attic door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's yeah. on the ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Because it's a mom, right? Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but you I. You haven't seen Hereditary? I've not. Those kinds of movies I don't love watching. It's like, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It plays with your mind. That's what I hear. Yeah. I don't love like spiritual demon type horror movies like that. But I love classic slashers. That's my horror. 
That's what I like. So good slasher. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. me a good slasher film. Yeah. It uh reminded me when I was little, I used to hear mom calling my name like all the time. And I'd run up and be like, What do you want? She'd be like, I didn't call you. <laughs> yeah, Happened all the time. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a mental thing because I hear my my wife do that. And I'll be like, I just go, what? I don't hear anything. And then I go, I yell louder, what? And she's like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm like, what? I swear I just heard you say my name. So I think it, it's something that we just like do over time. Like it just happens. Maybe our brain subconsciously anticipates our name being called yeah. or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. But unfortunately for Rayleigh Winchester, they heard it with some knocking. So mm. creepy. So this is the Reddit story that was submitted to us by EDH underscore freak. So there's no title to the story. So I'm just going to go ahead. I've had several encounters and strange things happen in my life, but I'll talk about the time where I'm told a malevolent being may have been trying to take a hold of me. I'll do my best to try and keep it a little short. Don't keep it short. We like them long. Yeah, we like Come long on. stories. Come on. You know better. We're friends on Reddit. Come on. <laughs> Flashback about 15 years ago, some buddies and I were visiting all of the haunted places in the tri-state area. We had heard about this old damned house in a nearby town referred to as Dogtown. So we piled into three cars and headed to our destination. After about an hour, we were lined up in our cars in front of this decrepit old building. Picture an old two-level building, two large picture windows, one above the other. Granted, all the doors and windows were missing. As expected, we didn't see anything, but I did have a feeling of extreme unease. But a handful of us decided to go back the following day during the day. Five of us went back around noon the next afternoon. Now keep in mind, this is late July. So around this time, actually. Temperatures were around 95 degrees, heat index even higher and very dry. Being 18 and invulnerable, we agreed to go outside. Climbing the four steps to the side door and crossing the threshold after everyone else entered, I was immediately hit with a sense of dread and began to shiver. The temperature around me dropped enough to see my breath. Inside were graffitied walls, busted up old furniture. Under the stairway was a hole in the floor with a petrified noose hanging from it. Oh, geez. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, great sign. <laughs> so we climbed up to the second floor. Upon hitting the landing, I immediately started dripping sweat from the sudden increase in temperature around me. We took off shortly after. The Brave Five decided to tell our story and wanted to go back with more people that night. About a quarter mile from the house, I got cold chills and at the time, feelings I couldn't describe. Two vehicles parked in front, walkie-talkies in hand, windows up and doors locked. I was the first to see her. Top left window, a woman, appearing to look like an early 1900s nun. Fumbling for the walkie, I radioed the other car. At least five of the nine of us saw her. Again, we left as quick as possible. 
<laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I had to be at work at 4 p.m. the next day. Got dressed, did my thing, and left. Around 9 p.m., my phone rang. Hey, where are you? You missed work. We've been calling you for hours. Not knowing what the heck is going on. 32 missed calls, numerous texts. I took survey of my surroundings. I was there in the driveway of the same damned house. Obviously, freaked out, I left as quick as I could. Over the next six months, I have no idea how much time was missed as more than a dozen times I would have blackouts and snap back to reality in front of the house. Now, being a teenager, we were fearless and it was a way to pick up chicks while cruising the strip. My group of friends used me and these feelings as a circus act almost. They got to the point I was able to tell everyone if we'd see the nun or not, all within a quarter of a mile from the house. I was never wrong. The last time I was physically drawn to the building, I was in the middle row between two random girls, my two buddies in front, and three in the far back seat. About two miles away, not sobbing, mind you, tears began streaming from my face. Goosebumps covered my body. I started hyperventilating. She's not there. She's not there. We have to stop. She's not there. She's not happy. The girls are now freaking out. My buddies, thinking I was putting on a show, telling me it's cool. If we don't have to see her, we're still going to go. I responded with, She's not at the house. She's not happy. Slow down. She's right there. And pointed right in front of the car. At this point, everyone looked forward and saw her standing in the middle of the road. The car screeched to a stop and slid into a field. Everyone freaking out. The nun disappeared. We went on towards the house regardless of what just happened. Pulling in front of the house, I realized why she was no longer in the house. Someone had bought the building and was remodeling it. To my relief, I was never drawn to the building again, but I avidly avoid going anywhere near that area. Since then, I have had other sightings and feelings. I can't go into a cemetery without feeling things and hearing voices of people that aren't there. Nothing like the last time, but feelings of things being out of place. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. That's one of our best stories yet. That was so good. And it was sent in to us. I love it. Yeah. EDH freak, you're the best. Thank you so much. I am thoroughly spooked. <laughs> I, uh... I feel like you have more stories, so send them over because having feelings like that and stuff, that's a, I mean, some could say that's even, a, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. So like a, yeah. like a medium. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I get the feeling you have a lot more to say, so go ahead and message us. We're interested. Those are my two stories today. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. I mean... It's creepy seeing the ghost of a woman in a window, but the ghost of a nun? Are you kidding me? It's 100 times worse. I don't know so. what it is about religious stuff and ghosts, but it's like 10 times scarier. That's fair. I I can see like some old creepy nunnery business. Yeah. And which which reminds me, I'm I'm waiting for the day that you covered the nunnery in, I- in Logan, Utah. <laughs> I've been waiting for the day that you covered the nunnery too. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You can do that. <laughs> okay. Give it time. It's a good one. Okay. 
floor is yours. All right. This story is about a place in Utah. It's called Half Moon Lake. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Where it should it? sound familiar. Okay. So it is one of the most haunted places in Utah. And it has a campground and a resort, a lot of history and some mystery surrounding it. It's just, it's a paranormal freak's dream, okay? Heck yeah. All right, so, located in the Hiawinta Mountains is an absolutely beautiful crescent-shaped lake called Moon Lake. It's a popular camping and hiking area, frequented in the spring and fall for the beautiful colors in the surrounding forest. The lake is supplied by three streams and is teeming with trout, deer, elk, moose, and even bear, making it a popular destination for all outdoor enthusiasts. It's so frequented because it's one of the only sandy shores in the Utah mountains, which is pretty rare for this area. Usually get rocky beaches, so mm-hmm. a little nice change of pace there. So to set the scene, I just want you to picture this. It's summertime in Utah, and you desperately need some fresh air, so you decide to get away for a couple days out of cell service and out of the valley's air pollution. The perfect spot is just a three-hour drive up into the mountains. You've heard of Moon Lake before as being a quiet and beautiful place to camp, particularly good for a nighttime stroll to see the stars without light pollution. Pull up, unpack your things, and pitch a tent just before it gets dark. The surrounding trees are in full bloom, and in the distance you hear the coo of birds settling in for the night just as crickets begin to chirp. Being in the mountains brings a feeling of refreshment and peace, and being alone is just what you need to recenter and ground yourself. After dinner by the campfire, one by one, more and more stars start to appear in the night sky. And excited to get a view, you walk to the lake's edge to find a rock to sit on and gaze at the galaxy above. Looking up at the stars, coupled with the white noise of lake water gently lapping, in the background is the most calming feeling. The serenity is broken by a splash in the distance. Shining your light around, you don't see anyone, so you just assume it's a duck or a fish and go back to staring up at the night sky. Suddenly, a cold hand grips your shoulder, and you turn in shock and horror to find a little girl soaking wet from head to toe. Ugh, thank you. Her eyes big and bloodshot, lips blue and shaking. Through chattering teeth, she pleads, Please help me. I fell in the lake, and I can't find my mommy. Being the good person you are, you say, Of course I'll help you. You turn and gather your things, and just like that, the cold grip of the girl's hand is gone, and she's completely vanished. No one around has seen her, and no one is missing their little girl. After walking around, campsite to campsite, and even reporting the incident at the lodge, You decide to go back to camp and sleep. Must have been seeing things. After all, you came up here to the mountains to recharge, so maybe it was just a combination of lack of sleep and stress from work that made you dream of a little girl. Wait, were you dreaming? Back at camp and just on the edge of falling asleep, you're shocked awake by the sound of footsteps running through the camp. You jump up to unzip your tent and yell at whoever disturbed your slumber They are only met with the glowing embers of a dying fire and an empty forest beyond. Then, almost like clockwork, the sound of a little girl sobbing comes from the dark and empty woods, begging for help. There are tons of myths surrounding Moon Lake, including a serpent monster that stalks below the surface, waiting for anyone dumb enough to swim beyond the shoreline. There's talks of the lake being bottomless, 
making it nearly impossible for bodies of its drowned victims to be found. The most popular myth is of a little girl who drowned in the lake some years ago. Her ghost stalks the shore and she asks lone campers for help. People staying at the campground have reported seeing the little girl standing alone on the shoreline, wandering around, soaked in lake water, and crying out for help. Others report following the sounds of the little girl's sobs deep into the forest, only to turn up empty-handed and disoriented. There are other stories of the area being an ancient burial ground and stories of people hearing a baby crying in the lake water. This legend says that a supernatural being lives in the lake and lures people to the water using the sounds of a baby crying, only then to drag the unfortunate souls under the surface. I found an article written by Bill Reardon in 1998 for the Uinta Basin's Recreation Guide, where he recounts his experience seeing something strange in the water. And here's what it says. I first heard of the Moon Lake monster from Gary Sutherland, father of one of the current owners of Moon Lake Resort, at my first campfire circle there in 1994. Oddly enough, the seemingly far-fetched yet detailed account of a lake monster sighting turned out to describe a phenomenon I witnessed three weeks later and have yet to explain. With no twinkle in his eye nor tongue-in-cheek, Gary described what I might see if conditions were right and I were darn lucky. He said the lake would be calm, even mere glassy-like, with no wind or boats to create a wake. This would only occur in the morning or around dusk because throughout the rest of the day, breezes would rifle the lake's surface, camouflaging any apparition of the monster. When it did appear, however, one would see a V-shaped ripple moving slowly but steadily through the center of the lake, usually coming from the north end and zigzagging but almost running closer to the far shore. He said it would appear like a rounded object pushing water in front of itself, moving smoothly enough to create a ripple but not breaking a wave. The skeptical wink, I told Gary, Okay, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. Sure. (laughs) Then one morning, around mid-June, I saw it. I was drinking coffee at daybreak at the Moon Lake Lodge, watching a mirror glass lake come to light, and there it was, exactly how Gary had it described. I gazed long enough to realize this warranted a better look, so I grabbed my binoculars and stepped down the back stairs outside the lodge. Sure enough, no wake. I walked towards the lake past the horseshoe volleyball courts and stood up on a log near the flagpole. I focused the binoculars again on the apex of the V as it approached the near shore. The binoculars gave me a clear enough sight to know this was no beaver, and I don't know of any fish species that schools in a goose-like V formation like that either. No log, no stump, no boat, duck, or wind was making this ripple, and it was the only thing moving on the lake. It zigged towards the far shore, Not sharply, but rather at a wider-than-right angle from the direction it traveled as it neared me. As it headed away, I observed the apex from the back and could see nothing breaking the surface, only the rounded push of water at one point seemingly just below the surface. That point looked the same, coming or going. After another couple approaches and retreats toward and away from the shore, the ripple gradually disappeared downstream in the sun's brightening reflection on the lake. Okay. So that was someone's first-hand account. Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and Sweet. they saw exactly what the father right. of the owner described. Yeah. <laughs> so on the Moon Lakes Resort website, uh, there's an entire section called Monsters and Ghosts. So it's pretty well known that things happen at this area. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
And here's a little bit of history about the actual campground and resort. So in 1925, Albert Blood left the Forest Service and purchased the land surrounding Moon Lake because he was just totally entranced with its beauty. And after some years of ownership, he eventually sold the land. And over the years since, it's just been passed from owner to owner. The first lodge was constructed at Moon Lake around 1927. So people have been going there for leisure and getaways for almost 100 years. The original log cabin pool hall and bar still standing today is exactly how you'd imagine it. In 1934, another lodge at the resort burned down when gasoline, not kerosene, was added to the wood-burning stove. Ah. Mm. In 1935, the lake was dammed and became a reservoir with newer and nicer cabins being built along the shore, allowing visitors to use, the, to use boats on the deeper water. And I was wondering how such a family-friendly place got such a horrifying campfire story. Well, I was wondering that until I happened upon a newspaper clipping from July 20th, 1933. It says, Child drowned near Duchesne. Girl shows how to float after falling into Chili Lake. Salt Lake City, July 20th. Arlene Marie Larson, 10-year-old daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Clay Larson of the city, was drowned in Moon Lake, 40 miles north of Duchesne County. Yesterday afternoon, it became known here today when the father brought the body of his daughter here. Larson said Marie fell into the lake while playing on a pier with other children. Thomas Wiseman, 25, was nearby when he heard the child scream, but she sank before he could render aid. He dove into the water several times, but the body was not recovered until several hours later when a grappling hook was brought into play. Larson said his daughter learned to swim and probably could have paddled back to the pier had she not attempted to demonstrate how to float after falling into the chilly lake. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. So sad, right? I also learned that there's actually a Ute reservation near Moon Lake, and locals say that they refuse to go near the shore because of the old tales of an evil spirit in the water that lures victims and then pulls them under. I also found an article about a plane crash that happened near Moon Lake, all six people on the plane somehow survived. The pilot said that the engine was failing, and within seconds he was looking for a place to land, and he had two options. He had to choose between the shore of Moon Lake, which had a lot of people on it, or an empty sagebrush field nearby. He chose a field, and everyone sustained some pretty serious injuries, but they all survived. Wow. So, next time you tell a campfire story and you're sitting on the shore of Moon Lake... Don't be too surprised when you feel a cold hand grab your shoulder and sobs of a child in your ear pleading for help. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Good story. Yeah. Well written. Thank you. <laughs> and I have some pictures. The University of Utah has an archive of cool. old pictures of Moon Lake. Awesome. Well, now I, now I know where I uh, should go camping this summer. Yeah. You can reserve a cabin up there. And you can go, and you can also rent boats and take them out on the lake for the day. Mm -hmm. Do I risk swimming? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. If you know anything about me, you know I hate deep, dark water, so I will not be swimming in that lake. <laughs> Guys, uh, if you are curious to see those images, they will be on our Instagram, and you can see them there, or they are on the YouTube video once again. So do you have anything else? That's everything. Well, guys, we'll spook you in the next one. Stay spooky. Bye. <laughs>